Truman. You can speak. I can hear you. Who are you? I am the creator of a television show that gives hope and joy and inspiration to millions. Then who am I? You are the star. Was nothing real? You were real. That's what made you so good to watch. Listen to me, Truman. There's no more truth out there than there is in the world I created for you. Same lies. The same deceit. But in my world, you have nothing to fear. I know you better than you know yourself. You're afraid. That's why you can't leave. Welcome to the main event. Open up with that clip from the Truman Show uh, for reasons that I will explain in the first part of this show because that's what we're living in. Uh, in that scene, uh, Ed Harris is really Joe Biden. Joe Biden's talking to us. And Truman, uh, Jim Carrey, that's all of us. And he's saying, hey, I know you better than you, than, you, than you know yourself. And I've created this world for you. And it's got all the same truth and the same everything that the regular world is, but you have fear, so you can't never leave. I have to call BS on that, and we're going to call BS on it. All this whole show, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a fun ride. Um, that was, uh, the song was For America, Jackson Brown, which uh, ordinarily, you know, Jackson Brown is a Democrat, and uh, uh, I love his music, but uh, every now and then he talks politics and uh, kind of turns Turns us off. Last time I saw him, uh, Don and I went and saw him at um, Claremont Colleges, and and I said, "Hey, I got four tickets to Jackson Brown for like Thursday night." And uh, my friend goes, "Jackson Brown is a Democrat." I know, but we'll but we'll go there, and if he starts talking politics, we'll just walk out. But I got the tickets already, and it's gonna be fun. We went 
He didn't talk politics. It was a, it was a great show. And uh, since I'm recording from Montana and uh, one of the guys that came worked on my house uh, tells me that uh, he's uh, that Jackson Brown has a house up here in Belgrade, which is about three miles from my house. I figured, Hey, let's use some Jackson Brown. He's a Montana guy like me now. Maybe he's coming around. That song uh, for America was probably talking about we're reaping what we have sown. He was probably anti Ronald Reagan at the time, but so be it. Let's get on to the rest of the show. And uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman with Plant Home Lending. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One more time, day or night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Planet Planet Home Lending logo and uh, follow the follow the the prompts. Tell me how much. Give me as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, and we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Whether that's to buy a piece of property that you uh, would like to own, or whether to refinance a piece of property that you already own, or if you're uh, you or your spouse is uh, above age sixty two and you want to get uh, some information on one of those reverse mortgage things. Call me and I'll give you the straight scoop on the, how incredible that is. A great that is a great great uh, plan uh, if it works out for you. It's excellent. Uh, if there's any part of the show you want repeated, stay on edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. Listen on demand anytime. Uh, you can always hear the show on the radio. If you can't hear the show on the radio, it's the easiest way to hear it whenever you want. Uh, be sure to connect the show on social media. Follow me on Twitter where I tweet about current events all week long. Like the show on Facebook at the main event slash the main event at Hoffman. So facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman everywhere else. I'm big at Hoffman. And if you want to leave a comment on the show, send me an email to ed at ed Hoffman.net. Um, don't, and don't forget about experience matters. Here's mine. My first book available now at ed Hoffman.net. Uh, this is uh, my way of sharing my experiences with you. The main event audience with uh, stories that I've from my life that I've never talked about on the show and some that I have, but I expand uh, in a, uh, in more pages. It's getting rave reviews from those of you that have bought it. And uh, some big names, you know, like Dennis Prager, who even says you should bribe your college age kids to read it. Uh, Experience Matters, get it now at hoffman.net. And with me, like I do every, every few weeks, uh, with me here on the show is my buddy, uh, Scott McAfee, proprietor of Don's Bikes. Scotty, welcome back. And it's great to be back. It's great to be hey, back. We, we have an event coming up. Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, um, so Sunday, November 7th, at the gas lamp in Long Beach, we're putting on a comedy show. It's called Make America Laugh Again. Uh, what's really unique about this particular show is our headliner, who's going to be Katie Hopkins. For those of you who don't know who Katie Hopkins is, she's a Fox News contributor, an extremely funny lady. Definitely one of our favorite guests that we have on the main event here. So if you can make it, you can go to malacomedy.com. That's M-A-L-A comedy.com to get tickets. We're actually about halfway sold out right now. We still have some tickets left. So again, that's Sunday, November 7th in Long Beach. To get tickets, it's malacomedy.com, M-A-L-A comedy.com, and uh, we hope to see you there. And for those of you that haven't heard uh, Katie when she's been on the show, she is clearly the most conservative, the most, uh, if, if you love the main event, you'll love this show. Uh, Katie is, is very outspoken, very, very uh, raw. She doesn't have uh, any, uh, she's, when she's not on the radio, she doesn't have to... Uh, be careful about what she says. Although when she is on the radio, she's not very careful about what she says either. Um, but 
she's raw. She's awesome. She's very, very, very conservative. And she's very, very clear on, on where our country's going if we don't wake up and come out of the ether. Um, so you'll love it. I'll be there and I'll have my books there as well as for those of you that haven't had a chance to pick them up. And uh, I'll be uh, happy to sign them for you. Um, so anyway, we'll see you there uh, Sunday, November 7th. All right, all good. So uh, let's talk about what's going on. As you all know, I have a passion for movies and uh, we opened up with the Truman Show. So we had to talk about what people are calling Joe Biden's Truman Show presidency. The Truman Show is a 1998 film about a man whose entire life has been staged for TV without his knowledge. I included a, I've included a piece of dialogue from the movie on page six of Experience Matters. Here it is. Why do you think that uh, Truman has never come close to discovering the true nature of his world until now? We accept the reality of the world with which we're presented. It's as simple as that. Exactly, and that's where most of the people in this country are in the ether. Here's why the Biden presidency is the Truman Show from the New York Post. President Biden is widely mocked on social media for running a Truman Show presidency after he was pictured speaking from a fake White House set that features a digital view of the Rose Garden in full bloom from a fake window behind him. The set was constructed across the street from the actual White House in the executive office building. It looks like a bit like the Oval Office with big windows along a white wall. Biden uses the set for video conferences and other events that, that are broadcast online. Biden, uh, Biden used the same set when he received a booster shot of a COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, conservative Twitter has erupted on this and hopefully Americans will start paying attention Press Secretary for uh, Josh Hawley, uh, Abigail Marone, or Maroney, uh, she tweeted out, why did the White House build a literal game show set complete with fake windows for Joe Biden? So weird. Uh, Benny, uh, Benny Johnson, who's uh, from Turning Point USA and the Benny Show on Newsmax, why does Joe Biden feel the need to use fake White House set across the street from the actual White House? So what's this about? Trump's White House senior advisor, Stephen Miller, knows. He, uh, he countered with his tweet, the reason Biden uses the bizarre virtual set for televised meetings and not an actual room like the East Room, the Cabinet Room, the Oval Office, Roosevelt Room, the Sit Room, etc., is because it allows him to read a script directly from a face on monitor and without teleprompter glass that can be seen on camera. Uh, I think it's I think it's a trick because they don't want people to think that they want people to think that he's actually using his brain, which we know is 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 a farce because Biden has no brain. Yeah, you know, and, and the thing that I was thinking is that soon he won't even be able to do this, right? He won't even be able to read off a teleprompter. And I think it's worth saying, too, and I think we need to tell ourselves this over and over again. There is no Biden administration. We're living under an illegitimate administration. The whole thing's not real. And really, I think the question is, what are we what, if anything, can we do about it? Um, is poll numbers are in the toilet. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, well, you know, people are saying this is not voting well for the midterms with the Democrats. I think if I had a lot of faith in the electoral process, maybe I'd agree. But I don't know, Ed. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that we'll make it to the midterms. I think I don't you I, know if he'll make it to the midterms. I don't know if we'll make it to the midterms as <laughs> yeah, in the in the country. way this country's going, which will which we're about to talk about. But um, it seems like the it seems like the uh, it seems like the country's starting to come out of the ether based on uh, this next part of Biden's Truman Show presidency. It's the let's go Brandon phenomenon. Let's go Brandon, uh, or something like that. From baseball to football to NASCAR, sports fans are starting chance to vocalize their opinions of Biden. And the media spin is downright comical. All of our partners 
Oh my God, such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me I can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. You told me you were going to kind of hang back those two stages and just. Was that lady that uh, that's interviewing Brandon, uh, the driver, Brandon Brown, was she part of the White House uh, media? Yeah, you know, I don't know. And normally, Ed, I, I got to say, I try not to use profanity if I can help it, because I think in general, it's kind of unprofessional. But sometimes there's only one phrase that really encapsulates how you feel. And I think that does it actually quite well. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So for those of you that haven't picked up on that picked up on the sarcasm that we're here the people are are uh, are chanting f joe biden and uh and it's and it's really hard for them to to brush it by by saying let's go brandon uh that happened to happen at that nascar race which i didn't happen to be watching because i don't live in a mobile home and uh and it just was just not my just not my my thing for nas i went to a nascar race once out at fontana raceway and uh i enjoyed the tacos and the hot dogs and the beer um, I just, you know, I just don't know how people can really watch all those cars go around in a circle over and over and over. And really, <laughs> it's, it's not like rooting for your kid at a football game where you're, you see the, the number on the back of your kid, or, you know, you go to a baseball game and you know, when your, your, your person you're rooting for is up at bat, um, just cars going around in a circle and you can't, and you can't really see them and they move so fast and they're so close together, but that's me. Maybe you NASCAR fans out there going. Well, Ed, you're obviously a ma amateur when it comes to watching racing, but uh, that's just uh, I didn't see it. But you know, when you see that at college football games and uh, professional football games, it's going on everywhere. And then uh, where was it that they were uh, flying a uh, uh, a banner? Let's go, Brandon, while Biden was talking. You know, a lot of that's been going on. It's funny because, like, when I see there's videos all over YouTube about Biden's motorcade. And just people going nuts. I mean, it's like really hostile out there. And I know people on the left, they really like hated Donald Trump. Well, anybody who's on the left that's listening to this, we really, really hate and despise Joe Biden. We really do. And, and a lot of it's just what he's doing to this country and how it's being systematically destroyed on so many levels. So, you know, what you're seeing now is people like, they, they just don't care anymore. And it's actually get, becoming organized chants at sporting, sporting events. Uh, makes me want to go to some of these sporting events just to kind of, I mean, it seems like it'd be fun to participate in that. Ed. You know, I say I'm not a big sports fan because I really don't care who care who wins. So if I go to a Dodger game or an Angels game or a, or any kind of football game or any kind of sporting event, I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy the atmosphere and I enjoy the hot dogs and the beer and the whole sporting thing. I just don't care who wins and I just can't understand the people that get so crazy about it. But uh, yeah, a little uh, chanting would uh, sure makes it sure makes it fun. Um, so anyway, so you talk, talked about systematically destroying our country. Um, so let's talk about the next step, which is how our country is being systematically destroyed. Last year, shutting down the economy overnight put the nation through a shortage of basic necessities like toilet paper. So either that was either a supply chain or just people going crazy, uh, freaking out and uh, and panicking. This year, we have a new supply and chain crisis that may lead to empty store shelves in Christmas. So uh, I'm not really sure uh, what this is going to do for, for, Biden's, for Biden's approval rating by Christmas when uh, the kids don't have uh, Christmas presents under the tree and they have to tell their, they have to tell their kids, you know, our up-and-coming uh, voters for, well, well, kids, we're sorry. 
Santa couldn't get through because we elected Democrats to run the country. I think that's good training. Maybe might be a, might be a good uh, might be a good learning opportunity. Uh, you know, experience matters. Here's mine. So everyone else will have uh, some experiences. Congestion at our airports, including the ports of Long Beach, has led to massive delays for the shipping industry. Um, I'm really kind of wondering why it is that uh, that people aren't coming to work. You know, you got people that are there's we have a few few little theories on this. We were talking about before the show. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe it's people getting out of college and you know, taking uh, taking uh, commencement speech uh, advice like this. And so to all you graduates, as you go out into the world, my advice to you is don't go. It's rough out there. Move back with your parents. Let them worry about it. Exactly. And I think uh, if you read my book, you'll also find out what I think about college education is today. Um, but, you know, as 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 we're seeing all seeing all the all the store, the, the shelves in the stores uh, get progressively more and more empty. And you're just you're just seeing, hey, there's there's no one there's there's just stuff is just disappearing. And you're seeing you're seeing uh, you go to drive through El Pollo Loco and it's not even open. And you go to all these different places and they're not open regular hours because they can't get anybody. You know, uh, now we got the congestion at the ports. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has made almost no comment on this, except for this appearance on Bloomberg, where he said the only solution was, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, past Biden's $1.2 trillion infrastructure package. We have all those ships lined up trying to offload. And by the way, we don't have the trucks to get the stuff off the ports anyway. What can you do about that problem? Yes, it's complex. Yes, it's global. Yes, it's largely private sector. Uh, but we know that there is a lot that we can do in this administration. And that's exactly the, what the White House has been challenging my department and other departments to step up and do. What is the risk that we will not have the goods on the shelves for Christmas? These uh, challenges are definitely going to continue in the months and the years ahead. This is one more reason why we do need to deliver this infrastructure package uh, so that we can have a more resilient and flexible uh, physical infrastructure to support our supply chain in this country. Scotty. Uh, you know, that's that whole thing sounded so scripted and fake, just like the rest of the Biden administration. It sounded like he'd been rehearsing that. He's just reading it off a page. It absolutely meant nothing. This whole thing is a man-made created crisis. The problem we have as far as the labor shortage, we were talking about this off the air, is obviously people have been paid for quite a while now to sit home and do nothing. And you and I were trying to figure out, well, aren't those aren't those benefits ending soon? Have they already ended? I don't know. But it seems like people are still in the groove of not working of not doing a nine to five. And, and it's kind of one of those, you know, I don't think they're going till until they have to. So like you said, we're seeing signs. I just went to Panera Bread and I saw they had a sign in the drive-thru. Hey, we're not operating under normal hours just because of a staffing shortage. That's true everywhere across this country. We have the bodies, but they're in no rush to get back to work, Ed. Yeah, I can't, I can't uh, really understand all that because uh, we're not having a shortage of people and all these, all these jobs were manned uh, a year ago or a year and a half ago and uh, before we created this uh, this uh, pandemic of the flu I mean uh, of uh, COVID-19 uh, not just the flu it's a uh, COVID-19 which is just the flu um, but the uh, um, the people are there but apparently maybe and even though the 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 extra unemployment benefits ended a month ago Maybe people just haven't run out of money. They, we gave them so much money for so many months 
that uh, they're just not out of money yet. And no, as, correct. Uh, They'll come to work when they have to. I know for you, it's kind of ailing because you and I have always worked since we were very young. I mean, the idea of like sitting at home and doing nothing. I mean, I don't know about you, Ed. I get bored really quick. Yeah, There's no way I'm going to sit at home and do nothing. Exactly. So I got to, I have to do something all the time. And I just think, and I had war, I don't remember uh, who I was listening to. And, and I have warned a lot of, a lot of people about this. You sit home and watch TV and collect unemployment benefits. And after a while, you just, you lose the habit. You forget how to work. Your body forgets how to get up at, at six 30 in the morning. So you can be out by seven 30 so you can be to work at eight. You forget, you forget and you lose that, you lose that, uh, the habit, but, exactly. uh, me, but means meanwhile, some of our critical industries are suffering because Biden's vaccine mandates. We already know that healthcare workers are facing the loss of their jobs if they don't get the jab. And now they're getting organized in August, a nurses group called America's healthcare workers for medical freedom staged more than a dozen protests outside of hospitals. In October, it's the aviation industry. Southwest Airlines has canceled more than 2,000 flights since last Saturday. This comes as the airline announced December 8th deadline for all Southwest staff to be vaccinated. The airline was also served with a lawsuit one week ago by the pilots union over the mandate. Southwest says flight cancellations were due to weather, staffing issues, and other air and air traffic control, which is pretty fishy when you consider they're the only airline that's had this problem. The union that's suing the Southwest Airline Pilots Association represents 9,000 pilots, but the airlines insist there's no pilot strike or sick out going on. I think all evidence to the contrary. The Federal Aviation Administration also denied the delays and cancellations were related to vaccine mandates. They tweeted out here, they tweeted out from the FAA, to be clear, none of the information from Southwest, its, pilot, its pilots union, or the FAA indicates that this weekend's cancellations were related to vaccine mandates. <sighs> I think that's not true. But there is evidence that the industry just refuses to acknowledge it. Some pilots are seeing subtle messages like the one Benny Johnson tweeted on Monday. It's a photo of a Gadsden flag, you know, the don't tread on me flag, hanging out of the cockpit of a Southwest plane. Benny, uh, uh, Benny tweets, this photo was just sent to me of a grounded Southwest airplane airplane flying a Gadsden flag out of the cockpit. The hero pilots at Southwest and other airlines deserve our support. True patriots worthy of the American freedom fighters tradition. Don't tread on me. God bless them. And I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, me too. And when I think to myself, like coming back to my earlier question, what do we do about an illegitimate administration that is imposing more and more fascist regulations um, forcing people to get the shot so they can stay employed, forcing people to socially distance, wear masks, it goes on and on and on. And really, there's only one answer, Ed, and that is mass civil disobedience. I applaud those pilots. The only way to stop this is for pe enough people, enough people to collectively get together and say, no, we're not complying with this anymore. We're not going along with this charade anymore. Everything is coming to a halt because at the end of the day, uh, if a bunch of pilots decide, you know what, this airline's just not flying anymore for a while, I, I guarantee you eventually, eventually the CEO of Southwest is gonna buckle. And I think this also sends a very important message to every other airline out there. If you do this, this is where you're going because bottom line, Ed, is if they can mandate this for pilots, Guess what's coming next, Ed? They're going to mandate it for passengers, and that means you and I, and there's just no way. You and I have already talked about this. Put a gun to my head. I'm not getting a vaccine. Not now, not ever. I'm just never going to get it, and that would mean that potentially I will never fly again for the rest of my life if they get, but that's where they're going. 
and less Correct. enough people do this and bring the whole thing to a complete halt. So I said, shut it all down. Shut it all down, Ed. I'm trying to think of who I was listening to on the radio the other day. They say, hey, at some point, we're going to figure out there's more of us than there are of them. And we're going to and we're going to we're going to start controlling. We're going to we're going to remember that the government works for us. We don't work for them. They're they're supposed to be, uh, you know, for the people of the people and by the people. And this is trying to control the people. And a little small group of them are trying to control all of us. And we're just not having it, you know, and especially the healthcare people. When the healthcare people, they don't even believe in the in the in the uh, vex, the vaccine. <clears throat> Something's wrong there. What do they know that we don't know? Because I don't know. I don't work in the healthcare healthcare industry. I just know that when a when a government is that hard up to stick a needle in your arm, something doesn't feel right. So anyway, hey, we're all out of time for this this half the main event. We got lots more to talk about, but we just don't have any time to start the start the next few comments so uh let's take five five minutes for uh, traffic weather sports and commercials and we'll be right back with the second half of the main event by the rocket's red glare a generation's blank stare we better wake up this time and welcome back to part two of the main event my name's ed hoffman with planet home landing I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and finance on the show, but that's what I do all week. When you're uh, uh, when you're not hearing me on the radio, that's what that's what I consume myself with most of the time, except for uh, having fun, going to Montana, going to Arizona, and uh, enjoying life. Uh, but if you uh, if you uh, need to talk about real estate or financing, if you want to refinance, if you want to buy, if you want to do a reverse mortgage, and if you're interested in in a piece of property that's not in California, and it happens to be in one of these other 14 states, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, Arkansas, Colorado, Utah, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, Oregon, uh, Washington, Idaho, Montana, I think that's 14. Um, if you're thinking about uh, picking up a piece of property over there, um, I'm licensed there too. So call me toll free at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net, click on the Planet Home Lending logo and uh, Follow the prompts from there and we'll help you get taken care of. Uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, you didn't hear the first half of the show, then you don't know that Scott McAfee, proprietor of Don's Bikes, is here with us again. Scotty? Yo, Ed. All right. And uh, we have a show coming up uh, that we want to tell everybody about in uh, Long Beach on uh, November the 7th. That is correct. So it's at the gas lamp in Long Beach. We call it Make America Laugh Again. It's a stand-up comedy show. Definitely right-leaning. Uh, what's cool about this particular show is that our headliner is another, none other than Katie Hopkins, probably one of our favorite guests from across the pond. She's very funny. She's a Fox News contributor, a uh, very irreverent, and uh, we're just excited to have her. Uh, so if you want to get tickets, we're half the way. We're actually sold out of our VIPs. We still have some tickets left, though. You can go to malacomedy.com. That's M-A-L-A comedy.com to get tickets. Ed and I will both be there. We hope to see you there. I'll be at the MC at this event. So you get to hear my best stand-up game. Once again, tickets at M-A-L-A. That's malacomedy.com. All right. My biggest stand-up game uh, game is uh, just saying, here's Scott. All right. <laughs> and then talking about Biden's always funny. Um, but I'll be, uh, I, I won't be, uh, I won't be doing comedy, but I will have my books out there. Uh, Experience Matters. Here's mine. So if you haven't picked one up and you'd like one and you'd like to get a, uh, autograph on it come on out we'll have some books out there as well so before the uh, break we were talking about um the uh the supply chain 
uh, crumbling because of uh, the Biden administration's idiotic uh, ways they're doing things and uh, how the uh, how the uh, pilots, Southwest pilots have been uh, not showing up to work and how uh, the med, the healthcare workers aren't showing up to work and how uh, what do they know that we don't know. And uh, and this whole supply chain thing is coming full circle. We have a supply chain crisis that no one wants to blame on the Biden on Biden or the vaccine mandates. We have an aviation crisis. No one wants to blame on Biden or the or the vaccine mandates. But we can't deny these two things are directly linked. Joshua Yoder from U.S. Freedom Flyers, a pilots group standing against the mandates, made this point on Tucker Carlson. Well, as we know, the transportation sector is the heart and soul of this country, and it's a very delicate system. If there's a disruption in one part of the system, it has a catastrophic effect um, among the rest of the system, which is going to affect uh, commerce, it's going to affect trade, and ultimately it's going to affect the economy. If you have flights reduced by 30% because 30% of pilots are fired because they won't take the vaccine, this is going to affect how your goods get here from overseas how they're distributed to the stores. You know, the same thing's happening with the truckers. It's happening in the shipping industry. Um, those Amazon boxes that typically show up in two days, you might be looking at three weeks. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty sad state of affairs. And, uh, and it's kind of like the uh, shutting down of the fuel production in this country. You know, uh, Biden's first thing was, was shutting down the XL pipeline and uh, stopping drilling in Anwar and basically turning off our our fuel production in, in North America. And so now we're dependent on, on, uh, on the Middle East for oil. And what's happening? Well, that doesn't really affect me because uh, I have an electric car. What about all the stuff that you're, all the stuff that you're, uh, that you, that you're buying? Everything's more expensive. Gas, gas is five bucks a gallon, you know, and, uh, and, you know, truckers are not just showing up, not showing up to work. But many of them, the independent truckers that are paying for their own gas at five bucks a gallon, it's a lot more expensive to uh, to haul things than it is at three bucks a gallon or two bucks a gallon. And uh, do you think that has any, you know, and, and when it's gone up a buck fifty a gallon, you know, in some areas like Arizona where the where the gas was under two dollars, it almost doubled. So what do you think that how do you think that affects? Um, they just announced uh, this week that um, across the board that. Um, consumer prices have gone up 5.4% across the board. Everything. Nah, this stuff doesn't affect me because I'm not an oil worker. Nah, this doesn't affect me because I'm a because I'm a because I have an electric car. This doesn't affect you. It does affect you. It affects affects you for everything. And uh, hey, you know, if you're hungry and you want El Pollo Loco and they're not open, what are you gonna eat for lunch? You know, not only that, Ed, but just to chime in regarding what's going on at the ports, uh, from the bike from a bike industry perspective, uh, the typically it would cost about five thousand dollars to bring a container uh, into this country. Uh, now, what I'm hearing from all of our suppliers, it's close to twenty thousand dollars to bring a container into Long Beach. So naturally, all the prices of bicycles are going up. Um, to make matters worse. Uh, I mean, there's literally ships backed up for miles out there from my understanding. I have a bunch of bikes that are our own uh, new line that we're launching and they're just sitting out there right now to make matters worse. Literally within the past few days, I'm hearing of stolen containers. They're like losing containers of very expensive bikes. They're starting to show up here and there, interestingly enough. Um, but there, there's so much chaos going on in the ports, Ed. I, I think that there's some very nefarious people in there that are just literally ste just stealing stuff 
right out of the ports. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Goodfellas, so I know how that works. Um, you know, when they steal when things up loads of loads of uh, cargo just disappear and they end up somewhere else. I don't know. It's uh, I've seen all the movies. You know, that's how you how you learn about life is watch the movies. So uh, so I've seen that. But can you imagine those containers on those on those ships are gigantic? How do they how do they steal a whole container? Well, I don't know if they actually are stealing the entire container or they're just breaking in and taking out stuff. So I, I don't know how they're doing it, but I'm telling you, it's definitely happening in my industry. We're like literally seeing stolen bikes showing up uh, that uh, that were still supposed to be at the port. Um, so this is kind of an ongoing thing. This is the first I've heard of it. It was just a couple of days ago. So I mean, look, if it's bicycles, I'm sure it's other things as well that are being ripped off out of there. Oh, absolutely. And just think about when... Uh... You can't get your kids their uh, their Xboxes or their or their uh, whatever else kids want these days. Uh, my kid, you know, it's I always um, I have a theory that you, when you're when your kids are little, you shop for them at Toys R Us, although Toys R Us is not in business anymore. And then they get bigger, and you have to shop shop for them at uh, at the bicycle place, and then it goes to uh, Best Buy. And then uh, at my, at my when they're when their kids are as old as my kids, you shop for them at Wells Fargo. So, uh, but you know, got the grandkids, they still want toys. They still want toys. And if they're not in the stores, what's going to happen on Christmas? I don't know. Uh, uh, Santa Biden, uh, he's, he's, he didn't get out of his, his, uh, his, uh, basement at, at the North pole this year. Cause he was just not feeling, uh, coherent, I guess. So it's going to well, be, maybe- it's going to, it's going to be sad. Maybe if we're lucky, his heart will grow by three times before it hits, you know? Yeah, like the Grinch, I could, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. but that's going to be too late now. People, you know, it's, it's amazing what's made this country great for 245 years. Um, it only took Biden eight months to destroy it. And, uh, and, and, and worse than that, worse than that, those of you Democrats that listen, um, I blame it on you guys. You know, not only that, but I think when I when I look at wh- where this country is going, if if the American people could look into the future back in November, if they could see where we're at now back in November, I don't care how much election fraud, I don't care how much interference from Facebook, uh, you know, there's no way, there is no way Biden would be sitting in the White House right now. There's just no way. There's I'm, no way. I'm I'm serious. I'm I'm uh, I still have doubts. I still have doubts that um it ever even happened i mean i have doubts i know it didn't happen it's just you know the there's no way that biden got those got those votes um but you know what uh democrats in the in the ether like my sister um well hey you know biden won fair and square you're just you know there's no evidence of any any election fraud but that's that's a show from uh, eight months ago so uh let's go on to the migrants three weeks after uh twelve thousand. Haitian migrants were released into the United States permanently. We're now learning there's another 60,000 in Panama right now preparing to make their make their way here. Another 20,000 are waiting in Colombia, where they will soon cross the Darien Gap jungle, which is like one of the, the most dangerous jungles in the in the world. We're going to cross through with uh, with pythons and all kinds of uh, lions and tigers and bears and uh, jungle animals. Oh, I forgot to say, oh my, um, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Um, but all kinds of, all kinds of, uh, jungle creatures there. And, uh, they'll end, they'll eventually end up here 
Panama Foreign Minister Eric Munez, M-O-U-N-E-S, Munis, Maunis, told Axios that more than 85,000 Haitians have crossed through Panama since the beginning of the year, and she believes they're all headed towards the United States. Um, we saw many of them last month, but she estimates 60,000 are still in her country for now. In Colombia, residents are being thrown out of their homes to make room for Haitian renters passing through. Around 100 homes have been taken from local renters to give them to Haitians, and around 50 commercial locales have also been taken, or contracts have been ended to rent to Haitians. So people have rented houses, and because all these Haitians come, I mean, don't they just stop over and they sleep, and the next day they're out? Well, are I they think Airbnb? They do an Airbnb for people walking through. Well, apparently, but I guess the thing that strikes me is that they have enough money to rent these places. Like these people aren't like dirt poor. You know, they have enough money to fly there. They have enough money to rent, uh, to to pay for their food, their clothes, everything else. So they're not impoverished. It just seems like we're importing the entire country of Haiti into the United States. But somebody's paying for it, Ed. Yeah. How can uh, how can all this stuff be good for America? I don't. I I I'm still I'm still baffled that. What do the Democrats think this is good for? Just for votes? votes? Yeah, Just for votes? What, about what are they going to be leading? What, what is this government going to be controlling? Because uh, when, I don't it, think, when it, I don't think when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, you know, the right to bear arms, people are going to bear arms. I've said this many times in the last few weeks. People will do what they're going to do and what they have to do to protect themselves and protect their families. And... Uh, there's a whole bunch more of us that have guns than there are of those government people. And when it comes down to it, uh, the guys in the military are people too, and they live in this country. And the guys in the law enforcement are people too, and they live in this country. And when it comes down to it and, and, and the government's trying to, to control us like that, they're going to have our time uh, leading, their, leading their own, uh, their own uh, powerful military and their own powerful law enforcement when they know that the people, I mean, think about, uh, Chad Bianco, Riverside County Sheriff, and how he said, hey, we're just not going to enforce this mask mandate. We're not going to we're not going to enforce this. Uh, what Gavin Newsom saying, it's going to do that on a national widespread level. It's going to be. Yeah, and I also saw the sheriff of L.A. County is refusing to enforce the vaccination mandate on his employees because he knows he's going to lose about 20 to 30 percent of his employees that just don't want to get that shot. You know, it's gonna, so that's it's, the kind of stuff there has to be pushback. Yeah, it's uh, there's so those of you listening, you guys got to be talking about this. You got to be talking to your uh, to your neighbors and your friends and your people at church and your and your uh, kids and your grandkids and make sure they know. So so they know when when it starts getting ugly, they know why and they uh, they're prepared to to react. They're prepared to to join in and and pick sides. Uh, this is great timing for Joe Biden, who just terminated all Trump era border wall construction contracts in major crossing areas. Here's Fox's Bill Malusian reporting from Del Rio, the same spot where the Haitian migrant migrant camp was just last month. Stunning images out of the Rio Grande Valley Monday morning. The Fox flight team above two separate locations where over 20,000 panels of steel meant for the border wall will continue to sit unused after the Biden administration announced on Friday it will cancel all remaining border wall contracts in the RGV. 
Between both storage locations, Fox News is told there is well over $100 million worth of materials already paid for by American taxpayers. Here in La Jolla, Texas, where we've watched masses of illegal immigrants crossing in past months, only a little over two miles of the planned 20-mile section of the border wall was ever built before President Biden halted construction. And piles of metal still remain on site. On special report, former U.S. Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott, who served under Biden, said the administration was still paying to not do the work. Uh, for a while, it was almost $5 million a day between DOD and DHS. To not? To work. not build the border wall. There's wait, wait, wait. $5 million a day to not build the wall. To not build a wall. Can you believe that? Well, let's see, we gave away $85 billion worth of uh, military equipment to the Taliban, which... To my knowledge, that's the only thing that Biden has effectively built back better was the Taliban. And uh, now $100 million worth of, uh, worth of fence uh, pieces that we paid for, us, us uh, taxpayers paid for, is just sitting there um, not doing anything. And we're paying $5 million a day. He said for a while, for a while. So it's been, uh, when did that for a while end? Because every 25 days, that's another 100 Every 20 days, that's another $100 million. That's a pretty good gig getting paid to do nothing. Um, you know, and I, I hate, I, I still feel like the Republicans were responsible for this. They should have fast-tracked that wall the second that Trump was elected. They should have done everything they could to get that thing up and going. That wall could have been completed by now. And when I look at this whole situation, there's nothing that's more destructive than this influx, this massive influx of people throughout all over the world, pouring into this country in levels we've never seen. Basically, they're replacing the United States population with all these foreigners. And we're talking way different cultures, too. I mean, these cultures don't have a lot in common with us. So it's not going to bode well for our future unless this comes to some kind of a halt. And I also think, who's paying for all this, Ed? Who's paying for all these people pouring into this country? And ultimately, how is it even possible to get them the hell out of here if, in fact, we're lucky to take back the House and the presidency over the next couple of years. I don't know how you get these people out. Yeah, I don't think we ever will. I don't think uh, I'm not sure even Trump could could. Uh, I mean, I think I think maybe if uh, if Trump runs, which I'm 99 percent sure he will. And we bring back uh, we we get the House into your I don't think we'll last. I don't think we're going to last till the midterms. And, you know, what what is the alternative? How long will this BS keep going on before the people the people of this country say enough. And, you know, you've got uh, the, the, in Texas, they're, they're using state funds to build the wall um, to, to control the border. And then they're using that and it's going to happen in Arizona. I'm sure uh, California won't because we had the opportunity to get rid of Newsom and we didn't. Um, at, at what point does, does America in one voice reach out and say enough, we want our country back and put it into this? And the problem, the problem is we can't just impeach, impeach Biden because that's going to give us Kamala Harris and that's no better. And, and it's, and you've got, you've got Pete Buttigieg in the transportation. Oh yeah. He's, he's, he, you know what he did in, uh, in, uh, in, in the military, he's, he's a war veteran. He was in supply. So he should understand a little bit about supply. He doesn't have a clue. You know, Biden is challenging us. To, to fix this. Well, why haven't you fixed it then? We're, we're, we're in bad shape. We're in bad yeah, we're, shape. We're kind of screwed. <laughs> and you know, it's funny the people that, that, that watch that don't pay attention 
or don't uh, or don't watch uh, Fox or Newsmax or OAN, they're they're still they're still drinking the Kool Aid of CNN and PMS NBC, and even the people behind the mic on on those stations. How do you how do you justify this of what you're saying into the camera into the microphone that this is good? This is not good. So anyway, while we're talking about our our next alternative to Biden being Kamala Harris. Uh, let's talk about her own Truman Show. Kamala has her own Truman Show running concurrent to Biden's. And it's nothing short of cringeworthy. On Monday, we learned that rather than going to Mexico City with Anthony Blinken and other cabinet members to discuss the migrant crisis, meeting that's only necessary because Biden ended the Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Remember Trump when, you know, when he went, he went to, uh, to Mexico and said, hey, stop these people on the other end or we're, go- or we're going to. And, uh, and, you know, he told, he told people in, uh, in Guatemala and Nicaragua and El Salvador, he said, Hey, you know what, you guys start, start stopping these people. You still guys start getting involved in, in protecting your borders and don't just let them through or else, or else we're going to do it. And you're not going to like how we do it. And we're going to, we're going to cut off all the benefits that we pay to you guys. And all of a sudden everybody just got in line. Hey, you know what? We don't want to lose relationships with the United States because we are the greatest country in the world. We are the biggest consumers in the world. And we are, the, we are the, the world's only hope. But we're letting Biden destroy it. So she didn't go, to, she didn't go down there. Um, and so, she, so uh, our VP and so-called border czar stayed behind to do a bunch of appearances in New Jersey. According to CBS report, the agenda was child care, COVID, and cupcakes. Harris later went to this vaccination center in Essex County Hello. and had a conversation with this patient getting their second shot. You may get sick, but you won't die. You know, I say this is an expression of love thy neighbor. Love that was also shown at Newark Bakery Tony's Minis. It's where the VP took pictures and set her eyes on sweet treats before ending her trip. That one. <laughs> yeah, this is an expression of love thy neighbor. I thought vaccinations were to protect the person with the vaccination. You know, I know we've talked about uh, her maybe taking over Biden because Biden's probably not going to finish off his first term. You know, it's I mean, he's going downhill pretty fast, but I don't know if it really matters because neither one of them is going to run the country. I, I mean, I'm not exactly sure who or what is, but it's neither one of them. Exactly. It's uh, and, I, and I'm curious to who it is. Harris also prioritized making of her NASA video for YouTube. Get Curious with Vice President Harris, which is meant to sell children on the wonders of space exploration. You know, that Space Force thing that Trump started. Uh, On Tuesday, we learned uh, two cringeworthy details about this. Number one, the group of child actors that Harris filmed with all auditioned for their roles. Number two, our government couldn't even get an American company to produce the series. Instead, they contracted a Canadian-based company called this is apropos for uh, the Biden administration, but they, they contracted a company called Sinking Ship Entertainment. Here's a taste. That, that's appropriate. I wonder who the head of the Space Council is. Are you oh, kidding me? The head president. of the Space Council is the vice president. Kamala Harris is the vice president of the United States, but she's also the president of the Senate and the head of the Space Council. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. You're going to literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. I want you to really remember this. Never let anybody tell you who you are. You tell them who you are. Got that? Yes. All right. 
I have more advice. You just let me know. <laughs> you know, I can I can hear those kids in that video, and I can hear my my granddaughter Rowan, who's who's ten, and I just think think how these kids are so influential at that age, and I just wanna I just wanna just slap Kamala Harris in the face and say, don't be don't be teaching these kids this BS. Now, what do they have to? Well, it's Kamala Harris, our vice president and the president of the Senate and and the president of the Space Force. Oh, it's it's nauseating to think that's what our kids are 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 getting indoctrinated with. Well, the, the funny thing is, these are all actors, Ed. They're all actors. They couldn't find like four real kids to participate in this thing. The whole thing is so fake and phony. I mean, really, the question I wanted one of those kids to ask is, did you get down with Willie Brown? Exactly. Exactly. That's a real question. Though, yeah, that and that's a that's that should they should ask her that, but they would cut they that should. out. But remember, these these are films they're making to show little kids, and these little kids are going to think these other kids are just like them. Oh, look at these other ten year old girls. They're asking. They're so impressed with Vice President Harris. I should be impressed too, because you know she's the vice president because she was elected. Oh no, she wasn't elected. She was appointed. Oh, she was picked. Oh yeah, she's a woman of color. That's her only qualifications. She's she's female and she's a woman of color. Oh wow, she's so impressive. I want to be that when I grow up. Thirty seconds you left, know, Scotty. You know, there's Last. there's a part of me that almost wants to see her take over the presidency because she was one of the most disliked candidates on the Democrat field, and a big part of the reason is she's obviously a really fake, insincere phony opportunistic person so i'd almost like to see her just shoved in that role you know she seems kind of in the behind the scenes because i don't think she wants to take responsibility for this train wreck that's unfolding in front of our eyes right now exactly well you know what my my answer to uh to what is going to happen with biden or what could possibly happen with uh with uh harris is uh i bought a house in montana i got a house in arizona which i think will all be part of the uh, the new united states when we cut off the left coast and the west and the and the right coast Hey, anyway, we're all out of time for this episode of the main event. Scott, thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure, Ed. And uh, my name's Ed Hoffman. I'll be back again with you next week.